Welcome to Leaf and Barrel Podcast. My name is Scott. My name is Tim. And my name is John. Guys, it's been a while. A day or two, that's for sure. We kind of got a little busy there. Shit Double happens. Sidetracked. Yeah. You know, things will occur. But guess what? That's what happens when you're not paid to do the podcast. It comes out when you want it to. But guess what? We're back. We're not getting paid? Shit. That wasn't in the script yet. What? Uh, what the hell, guys? <laughs> you're not getting back paid, John. Oh, man. We I got to go to work the next day? We just kind of figured that the problem would sort itself out. Unfortunately, it didn't. Oh, man. So, uh, yeah. Sorry about that. All right. So back to work, making yeah. me that money. Yeah, needs uh, it. Well, guys, it's been fun. It's been real. Get out of my house. <laughs> All right, so this is now Leaf and Barrel Podcast. My name is Scott, and my co-host is Tim. Yeah. <laughs> that was short-lived, but okay. Uh, but, John, we're still going to use your house. <laughs> Life gets tough, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> All right, this is right. charge of rent. Oh, <laughs> All right, so let's let's get on with this. You know, it's it's been a while. We're a little out of... Uh, a lot of touch with how this That's, used to go. Yeah. We smoke shit and we drink shit. Oh, and then fuck. We we're give right, ratings. We're, we're right l- back in the groove. Sometimes literally shit. Uh, we don't always give One ratings because sometimes time. we just get together and smoke shit and drink shit. That's true. That's yeah, very that's true. true. <laughs> All right. So uh, today uh, we were drink or smoking a Part- Partagas Black Label cigar. Um, it comes from us, uh, comes to us, excuse me, from the Dominican Republic. It was a robusto size cigar, so your typical average cigar, if I'd have to say so. Yeah. Um, it was five and a quarter long by fifty-four inches for the ring gauge. So almost, <laughs> almost, not, not quite fifty-four, 54 inches. inches. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> and I wonder why we don't get paid for it. It is a fifty-four ring gauge. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, if it was fifty-four inches, boy, that'd be a. Only Tim has a mouth big enough to smoke a fifty-four inch ring gauge. It, it that definitely, would be a, it definitely would not have been a one-hour smoke. It wouldn't. I don't even think that'd be enjoyable. Now that fifty-four, <laughs> yeah, no, that, no, that, not enjoyable. Like I said, only Tim's got a mouth big enough for that. You almost have to rotate it. And, no, that just. I don't. I, we don't have a punch big enough for that, or or a cutter. No, you. Would you have a chainsaw. No, not yet. You'd, you'd punch it, and it's multiple punches. Oh. It would be a really big clover leaf punch. Is really what we'd be looking All for. Right. But no, so five and a quarter by fifty-four. Yep, yep. So Scott, what are we thinking for our in- impressions of that cigar? Uh, my initial thought when I first, you know, even smelt it, it was real oily and, and, and real cocoa y. A nice chocolate. Um I got a little bit of coffee in the beginning as well. A little bit of nut partway through, not a whole lot. I couldn't put my finger on what it was because it, it seemed very much a background flavor. Uh, it was pretty mild from what I thought. Like it, As dark as it is, it is a very dark cigar. I expect it to be a lot stronger than what it was. It's an incredibly dark cigar. Yeah, Even the description says like Full-blown Maduro wrapper. Yeah. Um, Batman would appreciate how dark this cigar was. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it was a lot way milder than I expected it to be. Um, as far as the smoke goes, I thought it mine didn't seem to have a lot of produce of smoke, but I was having a really hard draw on mine. You guys didn't seem to have that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have that issue at all. Nope, so not at all. Especially with how far I cut mine down. You know, I figured I was going to get a better draw than that. It was a pretty rough draw, but once I got part way down, I must have got past that that hard spot in there and. The draw became a little better. Yeah. And that's when the flavor finally came out a little bit. You know, I, I also tasted, you know, just a little bit of 
something fruity. I couldn't put a finger on it again, but it, it wasn't bad. Uh, as far as the construction goes, it held together very well. I didn't have any issues with canoeing or tunneling or anything like that. Absolutely. Um, I thought it ashed very nicely and everything like that as well. You know, I had nice striations in, in the, the ash. Mm-hmm. If I had to give it a rating, I've liked it more than some. I'd probably have to go with about a six and a half. So it was above average, uh, but it by far was not one of my favorites. Yeah, that feels pretty fair to me. Uh, digging into the cigar bit, like you said, the construction is really solid. I didn't have any problems with canoeing or tunneling. It lit very easily. Uh, it held itself together even during ashing, and that's always really nice to see. I even had a couple of holes, like little pin holes in mine, and that didn't seem to be a problem at all, uh, indicative of there being a few layers to the wrap, which is always really nice to see. And the wrap itself is incredibly dark. It is one of the darker cigars I've ever seen. Like, it it is a very oily, very black, uh, deeply fermented leaf. It, even just touching it, you can kind of feel the oil coming off of it. The initial draws definitely had that cocoa-y, a little bit of the bitter butter kind of taste. Going through the cigar, uh, the fruitiness that I picked up was a raisin kind of thing. Uh, and that's... There were one or two finer flavors that I couldn't put on. It It's weird because it felt like a very subtle cigar. And for it being as dark as it is, that is not at all like you, like you mentioned. That is not at all what I expected out of this. I kind of anticipated it sort of punching you in the face with the flavors it has. Uh, but this was a, a subtle and deceptively complex cigar, I think. There was a bit going on there that requires some understanding to really appreciate what's in there and it was enjoyable it definitely i think hit the medium mark mm-hmm. it, it wasn't a full body it wasn't no. mild but it was definitely in that that medium i i might say medium full it was a real it was i thought it was a really decent producer of smoke um and i maybe medium like i maybe not right it's that's one of those really like tough things to define mm-hmm. uh because it's a lot of like personal taste in my prior experiences so rating it i have to agree with you scott and actually go just a little bit lower i'd give this a six myself all right uh i enjoyed it and i think it is an above average cigar but i feel like either i didn't appreciate it quite as fully as i should because of that kind of subtle complexity that it has or it isn't for me you know one of the it's either just missing the mark for me or i'm just not fully appreciating it which i admit could be a thing i I feel even for me like i think if i would have got a better draw in the beginning i would have got better or more pronounced flavors out of it but because i had such a hard time getting the draw like i tried to break it up a little bit it didn't seem to do anything uh because once that draw finally got a little better, all of a sudden the flavors came out. But I think it was just yeah. too late to pick out those beginning flavors and continue on with them throughout the, the cigar itself. That's fair. What about you, John? What did you think? 
Uh, so I have to agree with uh, both of you in uh, the fact of how dark this wrapper was compared to the flavor profile. Um, so to be fair, uh, when you guys aren't around, I've been smoking a bunch of full-bodied cigars, uh, and they hit you hard. It's full of spice. You cheating whore. Uh, you, I don't think you could handle this cigar, actually, but that's All right. okay. All right. <laughs> and if the price is right, you know, everyone's got, everyone's got a price. Um, so it kind of punches – with a full-bodied cigar, the flavors punch you in the stomach. It just, it just yep, there's the leather, there's the spice, um, and I, I really enjoy full-bodied cigars. So I was expecting that, all right, this one's going to have some, you know, some of that same punch. Um, on the pre-draw, um, it was very raisiny, a, a raisiny, uh, flavor to it. Um, as soon as I started to light up the cigar and toasted it, um, the raisin flavor, the fruit flavor almost, uh, fell away by the, the wayside immediately. Um, and I started to like, all right, a little bit of cocoa, a little bit of coffee. I think that, you know, that's a really unique. I'm kind of wondering where the, the uh, flavor went, um, and then it kind of just mellowed out. And I would say in the the second third of the cigar, it kind of just kind of petered out in terms of its flavor profile. Um, and in the end, it started to get a little a little oaky, a little woodsy. Um, so I don't know if you guys were able to pull that out at all, or if that was just me hoping for an oaky woodsy taste based off of what we were drinking this cigar with. And I will save that for later. Uh, but it was very very subtle. Um, so if, if I had to say, you know, if I, how I would rate this cigar, um, I would say medium mild. I, I have a hard time just pushing this into a, um, the medium category of cigar. It didn't really hit me. Um, the way the cigar smoked though, it, it was great. Um, I thought it was producing quite a bit of smoke. Um, unlike the times past when we were smoking in the garage, we actually had the garage door open and there was still an ample amount of smoke that was rolling out of the garage. Um, no one had any issues with canoeing or tunneling, um, straightforward, easy cuts, uh, lit up extremely well. So the construction and everything that you're looking for is there. Um, what I would say is this is a great cigar to, uh, point to for someone who believes that just because you have a Maduro wrapper, you're going to have a full bodied cigar. Um, and that is not going to necessarily be the case. It no, will, by no means. Uh, the wrapper will definitely change the profile and the flavor of the cigar, uh, but it doesn't necessarily mean that what one or two leaves of the, the cigar that you're actually going to smoke is going to tell the entire story of the cigar. So this is very much a don't judge the book by its cover. And I think this is a great way to try and introduce um, newer cigar smokers to a Maduro wrapper just to see, do you like this oily texture? Do you like, you know, the smell of that cocoa that you get off of that Maduro wrapper? And if you do, but you don't want that full bad cigar, I think this is a great cigar to go for. Uh, if I have to give it a, a rating, 1 through 10, um, I'm going to agree with uh, Tim here and give it a solid 6. Um, I thought it was an above-average cigar. Um, the construction on it was great. The output was great. Uh, in terms of uh, flavor profiles, though, you really have to dig for what you're looking for. And I think that's going yeah, to that's... That's be the, the one of the things that as we smoke more and more cigars, and we, um, especially as someone who, who mostly smokes full-bodied cigars, is you know a full-bodied cigar is here's the flavor, boom, and you're going to get it whether you like it or not. Yeah. When you have that mild or medium cigar, you're going to have to work a little bit harder to pull out those flavors and see if you like it. You know, um, and even, if you if like when... the flavor, then great, move on to get something that's a little stronger in that uh, particular flavor profile. Um, I don't know if it's just because it's my off day and I don't want to work on my off day, but I don't want to necessarily have to think about what flavors am I getting as opposed to just a nice overall 
aroma that I'm getting off of the cigar. So right. I'd give it a solid six. Yeah, and, and you, you know, you mentioned the the woody kind of, you mentioned the woody kind of flavors uh, peeking through there, and I could see that. You know, that might be part of some of those flavors that I wasn't really sure how to pin out because mm-hmm. it it is it's a weirdly subtle cigar. Yes, yeah. Uh, I, like I said, I was worried that it was because of my the weak draw I was getting that I wasn't picking up a lot of flavors. No, it was it was no, it was just, it was very I, subtle right from the beginning. I'm just like, man, I'm having a hard time picking up anything besides that. That cocoa was pretty pronounced. Yeah, yeah. But that right. was that was about it. Like everything else was real subtle in it. And it's and it's again, it's one of those things. If you want a more subtle cigar, then go for it. You you will probably really enjoy this. But if you want something that hits you in the face, full of flavor, I would recommend something else. So yeah. it's all about getting to be what do you like and what are your preferences when you smoke a cigar. Yeah, all right. I agree with that. So Tim, along with smoking stuff, sometimes we drink stuff. What <laughs> in God's green earth? Were we drinking tonight? Sometimes we drink stuff. Sometimes we drink stuff. This uh, I don't know if I classify this as stuff. We're big fans of water on this podcast. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you have your distilled water. You have your filtered water. Exactly, right? You have the water that's just running through a stream that everyone thinks is, oh, that looks so nice and it's clean. And then you see the wolf peeing in the river. Yeah, and, I, know, that's just I extra mean, What's wrong with a little wolf pee in your, in your right. water? That makes I mean, you a stronger person. I guess. Uh, <laughs> so today we had some Kentucky bourbon. Uh, or Kentucky bourbon. What an idiot. Uh, it, uh, Knob Creek is the brand. It is a Kentucky, uh, straight bourbon. It's the, the particular variety can, we can had. You say this again. This was a Kentucky bourbon that we drank. I yeah. feel that's a slap in the face. Never it, mind. It, it is a Kentucky straight bourbon. All right. Uh, this particular variety was actually unveiled. In 2013, so it's a pretty new uh, thing for Knob Creek. This they is... should put the curtain back down on this sucker, too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. I don't know if I necessarily agree, but it was, again, it was introduced in 2013. It is Knob Creek smoked maple bourbon. It is 90 proof, and it's actually their first flavored liqueur. So It's actually a liqueur. It is a bourbon liqueur. All right, yeah. that makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. So that is ninety uh, proof, you say, huh? Yep, yep. ninety proof. It's, All right. So for being ninety, like that, kind of colors the discussion a little bit. Yeah, that changes things. Yeah, uh, a little bit. Right. Exactly. So that that's what we had today, uh, Scott. What were your impressions of of the uh, the maple bourbon? Well, the initial thought, you know, just taking the cork out, giving it a smell. It was super sweet. That's all you smelled was maple. It basically smelled like you were smelling a jar of maple syrup. And that was kind of discouraging a bit. A little off-putting. Yeah. Um, it had, you know, on the first sip, it, it had a little bit of astringency, but not a whole lot. It was very minor, just enough to tingle the lips a little. Uh, it was very high in the maple flavor, of course. I mean, if you're smelling it that much out of just with the cap off, you're going to taste a lot of it. Yeah. Um, it had a little bit of smokiness, not a whole lot. It wasn't great. I'm <laughs> it not going to lie. It wasn't good either. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm two out of three. Give me... It isn't the worst thing we've experienced. No. <laughs> That's true. That that dubious honor belongs to what John brought to the I'm table. I'm proud of that. Besides, <laughs> trying to be bad. Besides the maple and the sweet and 
the very little bit of smokiness it had, there wasn't anything else to it as far as I was concerned. It was it was sugar water with some maple syrup, and let's throw some moonshine in there to give it the alcohol content. That was pretty much what it was. I can't give it a great review. I mean, I'm not a big fan of whiskey, as we all know that. So, I mean... We're getting you there. We're getting you there. Since I didn't think it was terrible. Like, Are we counting this as a whiskey? Uh, you it's have a, to. It's okay. a bourbon whiskey. You have to. Right. It's a, Sure, it's a flavored whiskey, but it is a whiskey. People are going to be shocked when I give this a 9 out of 10. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> <laughs> but if I have to give this a rating... Uh, you do. It's the point of the podcast. I'm going to go with a 5-5. Five five. Because I kind of liked it a little bit. You know, that's fair. I. It wasn't, don't get me wrong, it, it's not by any means the best whiskey we've ever had. But there's something to be said with personal taste. It's not coming. Kessler's. <sighs> I would take this over Kessler's any day of the week. You're just wrong. <laughs> no, you're wrong. Uh, one of those things can be mixed with Coke. <laughs> you could mix this with Coke if you really wanted to. <laughs> Dr. Uh, Pepper. Right, Twenty three so flavors. We we've got we've got Scott's ready. I'm moving it on. Yeah. All right. What do you what did so, you give it? <laughs> so we were, as we were waiting for Scott to pull up, uh Tim, you were telling me, yes, Scott's got the uh whiskey, it's Knob Creek. I'm like, oh, outstanding. I don't think we've actually reviewed just straight Knob Creek. Nope. And I actually really enjoy Knob Creek. Um we've had a lot of success with it with other cigars prior to starting this podcast, and it's something that we will definitely have to circle back to, and I think we should do a episode on that. Absolutely. And yeah, then we'll get back to it eventually. He pulls up smoked maple. Like, All right. Well, we'll see. So he uh uncorks it and right away uh, you, you smell it and it tastes like syrup. Or you you get the smell of maple syrup. Um I think this would be a great drink to have if you were trying to recover from a hangover and you wanted to do chicken and waffles. This would be perfect oh, for man. that. I do not think... I fuck love, you, John. Because I love that idea, John. <laughs> I, because we're going to reduce this into a maple syrup to put it over our waffles. <laughs> I do not think this was a good uh, whiskey or Kentucky bourbon to uh, drink with a cigar. It was extremely overpowering. It was very uh, sweet. Um, imagine just drinking maple syrup with a viscosity level of water. And I think that would be a really apt description of this. Um, I, I was actually really disappointed. Um, I don't mind having a little bit of maple and having a more smoky taste to it. Um, I think one of the best things you can ever do is smoke your meat as opposed to grilling it or just cooking it in the oven. This really didn't have any smoke flavoring in it uh, at all. They nailed the maple. Nailed it. Crushed really? it. <laughs> yeah, they... <laughs> Because um, it was no whiskey flavor. It was just maple. Yeah. And so when you said the 90 proof, that shocked me because um, it didn't taste like alcohol. There is no burn. Um, so if you want someone who doesn't like the taste of whiskey and you just want to down a bottle of maple syrup and you want to get drunk off of that, I think this is the the drink for you. For that real niche, mar- niche, niche market. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, my opinion on this uh, sadly is not very high, although I love the Knob Creek uh, uh, Kentucky bourbon. If I have to give this a rating, I would give it a solid two. All right, fair enough. That makes sense. What about Uh, you, Tim? So taking a step back, you know. But we should do that chicken and waffles thing. I'm totally down with that. Bacon beer waffles? That sounds fucking fantastic. We might find a use for it. Yeah. (laughs) 
So uh, taking a step back, I don't think there's a problem with uh, enjoying this, right? It, you know, Scott with his five five, I think that's a perfectly fair uh, rating. It it's something that this is not a good whiskey. It tastes like honey. It doesn't have a whiskey profile. Well, it's a good liqueur, like you said, but I don't think it's a good it, it as a far fl- as a whiskey. It's a flavored though. whiskey, so. Uh, and that's just it is I think this is something that would be great as shots. You chill it and just pop it back. Like, I think it would be a fantastic little shooter. Uh, and that's, that's not nothing. Um, but that's not how we do things here. (laughs) So, I mean, if I keep bringing shit like this, that's going to be how we're going to be doing things around here. We're going to change that. (laughs) Welcome to leaf and barrel podcast. My name is John. My name is Tim. <laughs> Tim, how's it going tonight? <laughs> I'm two out of three. I'm two out of three. You're, it's fine. You, you, the thing that, you know, we said while we were tasting it is you don't know unless you give it an attempt, right? We Absolutely. Would have, we would have never known if we hadn't tried and it. And I had never seen... missing out on a gold mine. Exactly. I had never seen this one before. You know, I've seen, you know, regular Knob Creek. I've seen and, Knob Rye. And that's just it. And when you hit it home, you fucking hit it home. Like, that was a fantastic choice. Like, so yeah. I don't... Right you, now, you're just down on both knees and you're looking at the balls. It just went, went right by you. <laughs> <laughs> but, so the, the maple, really strong. There might be a little smokiness. It's difficult to tell. Because of how overpowering the maple is and because we had cigars. And I think that if there is some kind of light smokiness, we may have just made it go away. I don't know. If you're missing smokiness while smoking a cigar. Well, you know, <laughs> I, hey, man, I'm trying to come up with excuses here. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, it. Like I said, I think it'd be a good shooter. I think there's certainly a crowd that would enjoy this. Uh, mixing it with cigars is not the correct choice. And... Personally, just trying to sip on it, in like it is a sipping whiskey. For being ninety, it's incredibly smooth, but the flavor profile is horribly flat and incredibly saccharine. And I'm just, I'm with John. This is a two. All right. And like I said, there's nothing wrong with giving it a higher rating. You know, if you like it, you like it. Like that's that's welcome to the rating system. This shit is subjective. <laughs> well, yeah, very much so. Like like I said, I didn't think it was great. You yeah, know, apparently we're not getting paid to give out ratings. Weird. News shock me. me. Shock me. Y'all can fix that, though. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, John, do we have a tip of the week? We do. Um, and this week's uh, tip of the week is all about knowing your cigars and knowing your friends. Um, I don't know if you guys have noticed this at all, but typically people who smoke cigars love to share their cigars with other people. That I don't is know, true. I don't know what it is about us, but if we found a new cigar that we really like, we want to give it to our friends or some random person walking down the street who will ask us anything. Hey, is that a cigar you're smoking? It's like, yeah, here, try it. Um, with that being said, um, knowing what you have in your humidor is usually pretty easy because you're going to buy cigars that you typically like. Um, I would recommend also knowing what your friends like, knowing you know how experienced they are with cigars. Um, if someone's never smoked a cigar before, you probably don't want to give them an Aerofuente Opus X. You know, don't don't give them a twenty five dollars cigar um, that they may not be able to enjoy. Um, also, you probably don't want to start them off with a double Ligero cigar, and because you're going to turn them off from cigars 
Hey. Forever. Sink or swim, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this sink or swim sink. is great if you hit a home run. And if you're able to swim and you're the next Michael Phelps, that's great. Um, but know your friends. Um, and start you need to get a them. book of Proverbs, my dude. <laughs> you know, and just asking basic questions. You know, do you want something strong? Do you want something a little light? Have you ever smoked a cigar before? How much time do you have to sit down and actually enjoy the cigar? All of those things are going to be uh, really valuable. Uh, remember, you only get one chance to make a first impression with a cigar. Uh, so know what you have in your humidor and make that offering to your friend. And that's this tips of the week. That's it's good advice. I mean, because because you got some cigars in in your humidor that you've said straight out, I probably would not enjoy. Correct. Now, if you want to try that, I'm more than willing to let you try it and have at it. Uh, but give them a warning and let that person decide for themselves. Absolutely. And you've done that a time or two when we just sat down to smoke cigars, you know, without doing the podcast. You know, hey, I could give you this one. It's going to be a little more on the the full end. Mm-hmm. You might not like it, but you know. It might be funny to surprise your friend with a shot because they don't know what's in it and get in their face on like that's that's funny. But, but that lasts for thirty seconds. But a cigar is an hour long investment. Yes. And do you want to just be out eight, ten bucks because it was funny? Like uh you know, like maybe be, if I'm a millionaire, sure. sure. Be kind to your friends. <laughs> yes. You know. Especially if you want to share this time with them. Yeah. Be but kind and be wise. That's fantastic advice. Yeah, sure. it's I, great yeah. advice. So let's see. I, I guess we go back to the pairings at this point. That sounds about right, and that sounds about that time of the podcast. Yeah. So, Scott, uh, putting the two together, what do you think the pairing did? Uh, you know, when I when I first drank the whiskey and then smoked the cigar, you know, a little bit, you know, and then I went back to the whiskey, if that's what you like want to call it. You know. Yeah, 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 the whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you've had too much of it <laughs> I've had too much to have it. <laughs> uh, when you go back to the whiskey my first thought was this is just sugar and maple syrup I'm drinking there was literally no whiskey like at first when I just took a sip of the whiskey by itself <coughs> it was uh, there was a little burn on the lips of the whiskey but that was you know, not a whole lot. But once I was smoking the cigar and I took a drink of the whiskey, there was no burn. Like I said, it was just, it was sugar and maple. And I hated it. Like, it gave me the fucking heebie-jeebies. I gave a couple shivers a couple of times because yeah. it was just so sugary. That makes sense. Once it got to the second, third, something had changed a little bit. And I didn't think it was terrible. But once I got to the last third, it was terrible again. It was, uh, I can't give this pairing anything high. Like, I would have to give the pairing itself, like, a three. Like, it wasn't great. Like, there was that little high note right there in the middle where I was like, maybe this is going to come around for this a second. This might recover for, yeah, yeah. And then, like I said, I got to this that third, third, and bleh, done. Nothing. So, yeah, I'd, I'd give it a three. That makes sense. How about that you, Tim? Sense. Uh it largely I just have to agree with you. You take a couple drags on the cigar and like a couple of the whiskeys that the sweeter whiskeys that we've had, it fell victim to the same problem where it gets incredibly sweet. There's just it's a, a raw sugar taste and the maple was so overpowering that it I think it didn't help the cigar at all because it was already such a subtle cigar 
that having such an overpowering flavor profile on the whiskey it muted any of that experience that you could have on the cigar as well. So they definitely fought one another like really bad. It, yeah, a one. Like, it just it no no <laughs> it gets a zero. No. This pairing is is bad. They don't. Was it they, worse than the one that we had? The one week. I mean, I'm just going to start committing to zeros if they're worth zeros. That's all there is to okay. it. Okay. Because it just, it, it is. Yeah, because there's no point comparing. It's just, yeah. is it a zero? Yeah. All right, it's this a zero. Is, they did, they did nothing for each other. I didn't even get that middle ground high note. It, ugh, it, ugh, they, they just got worse with one another. They didn't bring out anything positive. That's a zero from this dude. All right. John? So, again, if you're going to have smoked maple, and you don't get a smoky flavor while you're smoking a cigar, I think you have a problem. Um, I don't think the whiskey brought out anything in the cigar. Um, and, Tim, I have to agree with you. With the, with the sweeter-flavored whiskeys that we've had, um, it's actually taken away from the cigar. And with a medium or even a mild cigar, when you're detracting flavors that you have to search for and pull out, I think that's a really big detractor for that. Um, in terms of how did the cigar, you know, help the whiskey, it didn't. Um, it just made it even more sweeter, which I find really, really hard. Again, you know, just take some maple syrup and then say, oh boy, I wish this was sweeter. Um, most people aren't going to say that. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> and that's kind of what we got with this pairing. So I find no redeeming qualities with this pairing. Um, honestly, I think because of the way that this whiskey is made and it's more of a liqueur, I think it will um, – I think the maple flavoring will overshadow everything in the cigar. Um, and I don't think there's any anything – or any cigar that I can think of in my past that I've smoked with is like, boy, I really I want a really strong maple flavor. I wish this cigar had that. Um, so like Tim, I would give this a score of zero. I would not recommend this pairing to anyone. All right, all right. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not, good. not definitely not the highlight of our experience on this podcast. But again, we go through these trials and tribulations for you, our dear fans. And sometimes there'll be hits, and sometimes there'll be misses. That's all there is to it. Hopefully, I can redeem myself next time. Yeah, that's just it. You just keep swinging, and eventually you'll hit something. It's fine. Like, I mean, this was my first miss so far. Like, and y- you have you have the distinct disadvantage of trying riskier things. Well, yeah, yes. cause I because I don't know my whiskeys very well, I and I don't know my things. cigars very well. Yeah, if I see something that says watermelon-flavored whiskey, oh, and I'm see, not picking that shit up. See, I would never go that route. You but, might. But I'm not. But being as we we tried the the Jack Maple that I had bought from the distillery, yeah, I I decided I wanted to give it a shot. That was actually that was good. The, that yeah. was I think that's a uh, a really good point because in that case, uh, the maple was a background flavor. Yep, exactly. It, it was a slight, and I kind add-on. of expected this to kind of be the same. I guess I didn't realize that it was. A liqueur. Two-thirds syrup, one-third whiskey. It doesn't call it out as a liqueur because it is a flavored whiskey. 
So I didn't realize that when exactly. I purchased it. It's, it's not exactly big text when it says other natural flavors, you know. So I totally get where you're coming from. And it, now that you explain it, that makes a lot of sense. So like we've already had a maple whiskey. That was and good. Was and I really enjoyed phenomenal. that, that yeah. Jack maple. That was really good. Yeah. And it's the difference between them concentrating a maple flavor and being aged in a barrel that has maple flavors. Right. Yep. And unfortunately, you miss things. Like it happens. And it's still possible that this could have been good. If mm-hmm. they toned down the oh absolutely the insane amount of maple flavoring oh yeah and just put like a drop in a barrel, it might actually just be really fucking good. Yeah, it's like if you're baking versus what's the difference of one drop of vanilla versus fifteen? Yeah, you know nothing. Cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tim, you don't cook, do you? Uh, <laughs> or bake? Uh, I don't. I definitely don't bake. Fuck that. Uh, um, yeah. So like, and again, you you you've made some bolder choices and i've realistically i've always just played it safe even knowing more i so like that's fine you're gonna find things oh yeah i've gone to the store with you buying the whiskey and you're always just like uh no that's not really fit for what we do yeah yep you know like i stack the deck i won't lie that's fair like that's what i do uh but that's that's honestly this is probably the cheapest whiskey we've had well nope i I was gonna say (laughs) Absolutely not. Mine cost 13 bucks. Um, this wasn't much far behind. It, <laughs> it was on sale for $24. Normally, like 30. I think it was like 30 normally. Nope, 13 bucks. I didn't spend $24 on that entire podcast. <laughs> no, you didn't. I don't think you spent 17 It was 20 Oh, was it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, he spent a $20 bill. That's All right. right. All right. All right. Fucking high roller but, over here. Yeah, you know. Like I said, it was one of those things where. Gave it a shot. Yeah. I so. don't, it's not a problem. Like, you know, like that's that's ultimately it. And that's something that we encourage every every uh, podcast is just try. You're not yeah, going to know. Try things. You give it You're a never going to know. You know, we do mixers, uh, like mix bags on cigars because who knows? We might find something we just love, we adore, and we wouldn't have known. Absolutely. That's so. the nice thing about sampler packs. You know, you can pick up five different cigars and – Maybe you're going to find something like. Yeah, exactly. You know, you so, find the Olivas, you know, because those are delicious. Yeah, I do love my Olivas. So, uh. Tim, how can people find us? Shout into the ether. Oh, um, damn Google Maps? <laughs> uh, please uh, don't no. Google Maps. No. <laughs> please don't Google Maps me. Uh, Here are so, coordinates. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't need Evan Williams fans coming out and uh, coming out in force. Uh, <laughs> I was not kind to of that whiskey. <laughs> None of us were. That's okay, Tim. It's not really a whiskey. That's fair. Uh, so, uh, if you need to reach us, if you want to reach us, you can get us uh, Leaf and Barrel Podcast at Gmail dot com. You can find us on Facebook at Leaf and Barrel Podcast. You can get us on Twitter at Leaf Barrel Pod. You can find us on Patreon at Leaf and Barrel Podcast. Uh, you can get us on Twitter at Leaf and Barrel Podcast, or not Twitter, I'm sorry. At Twitter, it's Leaf Barrel Pod. You can find us on Instagram at Leaf and Barrel Podcast. Uh, if you ever have questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, anything don't hesitate to reach out to us i can promise we read it all i can't promise we'll respond to it all uh but we're always looking to make this podcast as as good as we can to make the thing we do as informative and entertaining as we can make it for you Uh, so we're always looking out for that 
Who's I, who, who's the guy that uh, did our music? Oh, he's a beautiful man. Uh, reach out to him. Find his stuff. Pay him money. He has earned it, I promise. That is our guy, Arn Husby, for the Warm Duck Shuffle, our intro and outro music. So, John, I do have a question for you. Yes. Do you have a question for us? I absolutely do. Between you and your friends, who will get into a fight with an elderly person <laughs> and lose? <laughs> the final portion so good. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. As you ponder that, this has been Leaf and Barrel Podcast. My name is Scott. My name is Tim. And my name is John. Have a great night. <laughs>